Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining me here today for episode number four. So I have a few questions for all of you out there. Do you find yourself struggling to keep your house clean? Are you constantly moving things from room to room, thinking you're putting it away, but in reality you're just moving piles of paperwork or buckets of toys or clean baskets of laundry or old party decorations from one place to the next until you finally break down and have to deal with it? Or maybe you're just one misplaced sock or permission slip, or an overstuffed junk drawer away from finally having a complete mental breakdown. Y'all, this was me too. I finally had to say, you know what? Enough is enough. And I'm going to go through my house room by room, drawer by drawer, and closet by closet to get rid of the clutter. Today, we are starting a brand new series called Take Care of Your Home. And on this episode, I'll be covering the six most important things I learned when I finally decided to purge all the stuff in my house that no longer served a purpose. That's right, my friends. I'm going to talk to you about getting serious with decluttering. And I'll be honest, for me, it totally came down to holding on to stuff for way too long that I just needed to part with. And this is just a sampling of what we cover here at The Rookie Life. We also try to focus on what it means to start something new, even when we have no idea where to begin, how to learn new skills, and how to find the it factor that will keep us motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie decluttering your home. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. Hey there, and welcome back, rookies. I'm so glad you're joining us here today for episode number four as we jump right into our new series, Take Care of Your Home. Guys, I have some amazing guest interviews lined up to share with you throughout this home series from an interior designer and a professional organizer. But first, I wanted to start with the most basic concept first decluttering our homes. So, what does it mean to declutter? Well, let's first define what clutter actually is. So to me, clutter is all the stuff that just doesn't have a place. But I wanted to know, being the big dork that I am, the real definition of what clutter actually is. And I actually learned something I didn't really know before. So clutter is actually a noun and a verb. I mean... On a logical level, I knew that, but I didn't really think about it that way before. So here are the two definitions. So clutter as a verb means to fill or cover with scattered or disordered things that impede movement or reduce effectiveness. Um, The words that really stand out to me are disorder, number one, and they reduce effectiveness, like 
hello, that, that to me, yes, that is clutter for sure. I know I can't function properly when everything is chaotic and without a place and it just hits a nerve and I just a hundred percent agree with that statement. It kind of makes me cringe a little bit when I think about scattered and disordered and ugh, impede your movement. And I just think about like it's slowly collapsing in on you. But clutter as a noun means a crowded or confused mass or collection. So y'all, when I read the word confused, I immediately picture my husband asking me where something is. And this is so funny and it's become a running joke in the house. But I cannot tell you how many times him or one of our boys have said, you know, mom, where are my shoes? Mom, do you know what happened to my baseball stuff? Hey, babe, have you seen my dot, dot, dot? Because it's a wallet or it's car keys or it's something at some point during the week, I'm getting asked these things. But confused is the best way to describe that situation because there was never a place for our stuff. It just all ended up in a heap on the floor or we shoved it into a closet somewhere or even worse, we moved it into the attic or the garage, never to be seen again. And guys, I think I've told y'all, but we have moved three times in four years. So you can imagine the stuff that we've gone through and we've shifted around and we moved it in this bad habit Thankfully, it is no longer an issue because it was, it, was, it was bad. We'll just leave it at that. It was bad. So now that we've defined what clutter is and what we're dealing with, I want to dive right into why I chose to declutter our home and how I went about doing it. Plus, I'm also going to share with you the top six things that I learned along the way. So if you want to take some notes, that's great. But if not, all of this will be available on the show notes at crystalprofit.com. So let's dive right in. The method of choice is the first thing I want to talk about. So there are several rules of thought on how to declutter someone's home. And I'm sure you can go out on Pinterest or Google and be just bombarded with ideas on how you can do this. But I wanted to share my story. So in 2015, I was, I just started staying at home in September of 2014, but I remember very vividly in 2015, I was addicted to Good Morning America. I was watching it all the time. Every morning, it was just part of my routine. And every day, I listened to everything that they said was the new hot items. They're new, trendy things. And Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing, was one of their featured projects or books, and they had um, a segment all on her and her process and everything that she did. Well, to be honest, I only know that because I went back (laughs) and looked at GMA's archived videos And I saw, oh yeah, like that's why it hit me because I remember seeing it on Good Morning America, but I don't remember it being a segment. But I just remember thinking, hmm, well that's interesting. So later on, I don't know if it was several weeks or just sometime that month, I was in Barnes & Noble 
because let's be honest, I was staying at home and I just wanted to get out of the house and that was one of the places I could take my toddler in the stroller and drinking my Starbucks, walking through, and I wasn't really looking for anything in particular. I was just happy to get out of the house. Um, and I just, I didn't know what I was looking for, but I knew that I was looking for something that would spark my interest. And then there it was. The book was featured. I saw it and I started reading the title again, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And the words magic really stood out to me. Very good marketing job because that was like, huh, okay, like I'll try it. You know, you say this is magic, you know, like, I mean, how, how great could it really be? So let me just stop right here and say, I encourage you to get this book and I will have it in the show notes. It'll make it easier for you to find. But this method has absolutely shifted my mindset on my home and in my life and just to not hold on to things and just to be more free to get rid of stuff. So I want to outline her basic principles and her rules for tidying up. And like I said, these are all Marie Kondo's. This is not any of my original ideas. I'm just following her rules, but I thought I'd share them with y'all. And she actually has these up on her website, and I'll put a link to, um, to that in the show notes as well. But rule number one is commit yourself to tidying up. So the first thing you have to do is basically enter into a contract with yourself that says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen and I'm just, I'm done with the clutter and I'm just, I'm going to do it once and for all. I'm going to commit. So her rule number two is imagine your ideal lifestyle. And I can remember thinking back and watching Fixer Upper And this is, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the show. If you haven't seen it, you know, you can Google it and figure out what I'm talking about. There's shiplap and white walls and natural stuff everywhere. It's Chip and Joanna Gaines. They're awesome. I love Magnolia. Shout out. But I remember thinking as I watched the show, that is what I want. It was just so beautiful and crisp and clean and organized. I mean, y'all, come on. It's TV. It has to be that way. You know, (laughs) like not everyone's home is going to look like that and be that picture perfect all the time. But I was imagining my ideal lifestyle. And I knew that what I had at the time was just a chaotic mess. And I wanted to picture something that was as beautiful as what they had on their shows. So rule number three is finish discarding first. And what, what she means by this is get all the stuff that you're not going to have in your life anymore, whether you're donating it or taking it to the dumpster, get it all out. Just get it all out. You don't want to be tripping over a pile of clothes that you know you're going to take to Goodwill while you're trying to sort through the stuff you want to keep. Just don't do it. it. It's just, it's even more chaos. It's, it's just not going to help you. It's probably going to hurt the process even more. Okay, so rule number one is commit yourself to tidying up. Rule number two, imagine your ideal lifestyle. Rule number three, finish discarding first. So rule number four is tidy by category, not by location. And this is something I had personally never thought about. And my mom and I have talked about this. She's read her books. She's doing her methods and 
her and I both were like, why didn't we ever think about this before? You know, we had tried to organize stuff in our closets and then in the living room and then the bathroom closet and the hall closet and it just was never really clicking. But what she suggests is tidying by category. So I'll give you an example. For me, it was taking all of my clothes, every stitch of clothing, whether it was in the laundry or in the drawers or in my closet, in a bag shoved up in the closet somewhere, wherever it was, take all your clothes out, throw them on the floor, and that's where you start. You start with clothes first. And she goes in a lot more detail on how to do that and everything, but I just think it's so important to do it by category and not by location. So that's rule number four. Rule number five is follow the right order. And I won't really go into much detail on this because she explains this so much better, but basically she's saying... You start with your clothing and stuff that just isn't as sentimental as your wedding books or your kids' photo albums or the china that you inherited in your family. Don't start with the sentimental stuff. Follow the order that she suggests. And her rule number six is ask yourself if it sparks joy. Does it make you happy when you wear it? Does it make you happy to look at that painting that you're keeping on the wall? Does it make you happy to know that you have 75 towels in your guest closet and you're waiting for all 15 of your grandchildren to come visit? That's great. But if it doesn't make you happy, let's revisit this and let's see if we really want to hang on to it. So those are her books. Those are those are her rules. And I'll have links to her book. And The Spark Joy is actually another one that she wrote. And it's just as good as the first one. But it goes into much, much more detail on really focusing on things that make you happy. And what you can do with stuff that you really don't want to get rid of, but you don't know how to use it. She has great suggestions on how to deal with that kind of stuff. So now that I've gone through all of her methods, and her rules for doing everything, I want to share with you the top six things that I learned when I followed her method. So, we're just going to dive right into these. Number one, I don't need that many clothes. And hearing myself say that now is thinking, well, duh, you know, you had 17 pairs of pants that you no longer wore, and you had seven or eight outfits that didn't match at all and you thought they looked really cute. You had sizes from 6 to 16, but you've been a solid 10 for the past four years. Like, it just, what are you doing? You know, like, it just, it didn't make sense. So, it's 10 times easier for me to find something to wear in my closet when it's not overstuffed with clothes. I remember walking in and putting up laundry and having to just shove it right in. Like, get I couldn't even get the hanger in there with the clothes on it because there were so many clothes. It was just on my husband's side, too. We were both. It was so bad. We just were shoving everything in there. And it was just, I can just see everything so much better and know exactly where something is when I want to wear it. Now, if my husband says, hey, you know what? We should go on a date night. It could seriously take me five to 10 minutes to get ready instead of 45 minutes to an hour because I'm digging through clothes. Oh, I don't know 
if this fits anymore. Oh, I don't know if this matches. Or, you know, you try on the pants and then you're thinking, oh, this top will work. And then you try it on and it there's a hole in it or something. Like, no, there's no more of that. I don't need all of the clothes. But I didn't also realize I kept buying stuff. Guys, I had three or four pairs of the exact same pants that I didn't even wear. Why did I have these clothes? I was just hanging on to them because I don't know why. I just was hanging on to them forever just because, oh, I'll wear that one day. No, ma'am, you get rid of it. (laughs) Be done with it. So that's my number one. So I don't need that many clothes. Number two, we are a product of how we grew up and old habits die hard. So let me put out my disclaimer here. This is not a bash on parenting or my parents or and no, this is this is not any of that. And it's pretty obvious, but it's something that came up when I was getting rid of stuff. So this is a confession. This is true confession time. I was that child that when my parents said, "Okay, Crystal, go clean up your room." I shoved everything into my closet or under my bed or in a drawer or in my toy box and I basically made it to where you could see the floor and my parents would walk in and say, oh, okay, you did a good job. Yeah, good job. Pat on the back. Good for you. But what they didn't know is if they opened my closet for any reason, they would get an avalanche of toys and clothes, and books, and crayons, and markers, and stuffed animals, and God knows what else would fall out on top of them if they dared to open my closet. So yeah, that was me. And like I said, old habits die hard. So learning how to stop that behavior once and for all has tremendously helped me. And you would think as an adult, I would grow out of those habits. Oh no, 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 no. It was bad. It was bad. I'd just shove everything into a desk drawer and forget about it and then not understand why I was so frustrated when I couldn't find a pen or a post-it or a stapler whenever I needed to. It was so frustrating. So no more hoarding and hiding stuff for me and I just don't even really need that much stuff. So number two, we are a product of how we grew up and old habits die hard. So the third thing, number three, is 80%, 80%, y'all, of the stuff, the papers that come into my house can go right into the recycling bin. And I was having some serious issues with just stacks of paper everywhere. I mean, they were everywhere. They were on the kitchen counter. They were on the dresser in our bedroom. They'd end up in our bathroom. Like, I just, there were just papers everywhere. Everywhere. I'm talking about bills, kids' artwork, junk mail, and just other random stuff that comes into the house. You know, flyers from your car or, you know, door hangers on your front door, that all this marketing stuff. And it's just like, oh my, where does it come from? Where does it come from? And guys, I'll be perfectly honest with you. This is something I still struggle with. And I haven't completely figured out the perfect system for dealing with the kids' papers whenever they come home from school. Because when you got two in school, I don't—I know it's going to be worse when my youngest starts school too. Which it's just the papers just drive me crazy. But most of them can go right into the recycling bin. 
Take advantage of paperless billing. You don't need those bills every month. Go look at them online. I promise it will not kill you. Go look at them online. Get your bank statement online. It is the best thing. Best friend. One of my new best friends. So that's number three. And number four is not everything has to be matchy-matchy or Pinterest worthy. Okay. Some of y'all might get mad at me for saying this, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. I said it. It doesn't have to be perfect. About halfway through the process of just getting rid of stuff, I started freaking out thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have matching wicker baskets and I don't have the chalkboard paint that all these people are doing and I don't have all this stuff. Like, I might as well just throw it all away if it doesn't match. Y'all, I had this just Pinterest overload that I had gone on and I know my husband could see it creeping in like, oh, she's about to go do something crazy. Like, what is she doing? But let's just be very honest. I'm super cheap. Frugal is a better way to say it, but I'm just cheap. I don't like spending a lot of money on anything. So I wasn't going to go out and spend hundreds of dollars on organizing stuff. It just wasn't going to happen. But I felt so overwhelmed when I scrolled through Pinterest and I saw all these perfectly cute matching playrooms and kids' rooms and bathroom closets and pantries that were gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. All that stuff is super, super cute. And maybe one day when I'm rolling in the dough, I can make that happen. But it ain't happening anytime soon. Okay? Ain't nobody got time for that. I have found some great, cheap, 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 cheap alternatives at the dollar store, Walmart, Costco, Amazon, at home. You do not have to break the bank to be organized. Trust me on this. So not everything has to be matchy-matchy or Pinterest-worthy. Number five is once you get started, the process gets so much easier. So much easier. I was absolutely just dumbfounded when I started getting rid of stuff that I had held on to for years and years and years. It was like a weight was being lifted off of me. Guys, I found notebooks, and this is so embarrassing, but I know that there's people out there that have done the same because I've seen your posts on Facebook, but I found entire notebooks that were intact from my junior or senior year of high school. High school. Are you kidding me? And it had every stitch of paper, every homework assignment, every test that was graded, all these scribbles that I made in these classes, everything was in this notebook. That's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Like, why? Why would I ever need that again? Why? Why? No. Get rid of it. Just be done with it. Throw it away. Anyway, I digress. But when I finally made that mental shift and everything kind of clicked for me, y'all, it was on. It was on. I was ready to just get rid of everything. My husband got worried that I was going to just get rid of everything in our house. But he made sure. He was like, don't touch the TVs. Don't touch the computers. Like, don't, mm -mm. no, we're keeping, don't touch my guitars. Like, those are staying. I was like, okay, well, you, you put all your little stuff in this little corner and everything else, like, it's up for grabs. I got rid of so much stuff. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty hilarious now that I think back on it. But, but my eyes were finally open to the ridiculous things I'd been hanging on to. 
I had college, like the promo t-shirts, the ones that are not even that comfortable or really that cute once you look at them. They're that real thick cotton. But they're ones that I had gotten just walking through the quad. Why do I need those? I No, I didn't wear them anyway. It's not like they were worn out. No, I didn't even wear them. I just I have them. Why? I don't even understand. I had half-empty bottles of soaps and lotions and potions from my bathroom. Why? Was I waiting for the apocalypse? And then, oh, wait, hang on. Let me wash my hair real fast before. What, what was I doing? And then I had shoes that I'd only worn like twice in six years. Six years, guys. Why was I hanging on to these? And I don't even think they fit me, to be honest. That's probably why I'd only worn them twice in six years. But I was hanging on to them. I wasn't going to let those babies go. But I promise, the process gets so much easier once you get started. And the last thing I wanted to share with y'all is sometimes you just have to make executive decisions. Now, I'm well aware that I may get an email or a Facebook message about this, but this is just, I'm just going to be very clear with you. And here's my disclaimer. I'm not saying to go through someone else's closet or their man cave, or their bedroom, and start just chunking things in a box bound for goodwill. I am not saying that. Nuh-uh. No, ma'am. That's not me. But there are times when I decided to make those judgment calls for other members of my family. So an example is I made the mistake of trying to involve my kids in the downsizing of their toy collection in the playroom. Guys, big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. Like all of a sudden, they played with everything and they were in love with every single little knickknack and toy and stuffed animal. And I was going to be met with tears and tantrums and just all out chaos if I got rid of anything in there. Anything. So I don't recommend doing this. This does not need to be a family activity. If you have teenagers, that's probably a totally different story. I'm not there yet. Amen. Go, sister. I I will be praying for you. Like, go for it. You know, <laughs> have a conversation with them. But as far as the little ones, pick out their favorite stuff, their little loveys or the stuffed animals they sleep with, their favorite toys that they play with, or maybe they were super expensive from grandparents Whatever that is, pick out those few. Everything else, wait until they're asleep or wait until they're out of the house and at, ho- at school and start decluttering. You don't need their buy-in or their say for that McDonald's toy that you've had in there for four years and no one's even touched it. It's growing new stuff, okay? You don't need that. Mm-mm. Get rid of it. And as a side note to that, Don't start any of this process until you have just a ton of trash bags or an Amazon boxes just everywhere that you can chunk stuff in. And you have three different bins that say trash, keep, and donate. So unless you have all that stuff like the trash bags and the boxes, like don't even get this process started because it'll make you crazy anyway. But anyway, so that is... Those are the six things that just really, really helped me when I decided I wanted to start decluttering my home. And I'll say them again. Number one is I don't need that many clothes. Number two, we are a product of how we grow up 
And old habits really do die hard. <laughs> they just really do. So give yourself some grace and let this be a learning time for you. Number three, 80% of the papers that come into our house can go straight into the recycling. Number four, not everything has to be matchy-matchy or Pinterest-worthy. Girl, go to the dollar store. Go to Walmart. See what they have. I know that there's cheap people out there on Pinterest doing the same thing. Go find them. Follow them. Don't follow the people that have everything perfect in their lives because it's fake anyway. No, just, just don't do it. Number five, once you get started, the process gets so much easier. Just get started. Like she said, commit to the process. Commit to tidying and it will just be so much easier. And sometimes you just have to make those executive decisions in your family. Try to get your family on board. Try to get your husband involved. Try to get your spouse involved. Try to get other people involved in the process if you think it'll make your life easier. If it's going to complicate things, uh uh-uh. Don't do it. Mm Mm-mm. You have a good head on your shoulders. You can make those decisions yourself. (sighs) Guys, this is so much fun. I love the concept of decluttering and creating a space in our homes that we feel like this is our haven. This is our resting place. This is where we come to refuel and just be the best version of ourselves and just get fed with this energy that helps us just be amazing people. And you can't do that in a cluttered home. And I just, I hope that you really take this stuff to heart and I hope that you go out there and you find a system that works for you. And like I said, I have a professional organizer we're going to be talking to And if y'all have any more questions, send them my way and I will be sure to talk to her and get them sent over to her. But feel free to jump over to crystalprofit.com. That's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's. And check out the show notes for today's episode. And you'll find links to Marie Kondo's website and all of her books. And I'll have all the things that I listed on today's episode. But I'm so happy you joined us here today at The Rookie Life. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some really exciting things. Like I said, I've already kind of given you a little sneak peek preview, but I have even more stuff up my sleeve and I cannot wait to share them with you. Feel free to rate and review the show. I'm going to be choosing random reviewers to receive some cool Rookie Life stuff and I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get these really nice things. But thank you so much for listening to episode number four. Stay tuned for next week's show. And remember, guys, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. 